We do it at traffic lights. We do it at restaurants. We do it at airports. We do it at checkout counters. We do it at sporting events. We do it at gas stations. You even do it here in church, especially in the middle of my homilies. No, it's not sleep. <laughs> Although you might do that. What exactly is it? Wait. By the way, I'm not postponing the answer. That is the answer. Waiting is what we do at all those places I just mentioned. At traffic lights, at restaurants, checkout counters, airports, sporting events, gas stations. And yes, you even wait here in church, especially during my homilies. You wait for them to end. And sometimes it's a really long wait, isn't it? Today's homily is on how to wait well. Since we do it so often, pretty much everywhere, it's important that we know how to do it well. Especially when it comes to matters of great importance. When you are waiting, for example, for an answer to a prayer, a specific prayer, an intercessory prayer. When you are waiting for a physical, emotional, or spiritual healing from cancer or heart disease or some other serious illness. Or when you are waiting from an, for an insight from God as to what you are supposed to do with your life. Or when you're waiting for an insight from God on some other important decision that you need to make in the not-too-distant future. Now, it's important for me to begin by saying that on this particular issue, I am definitely a work in progress. I am not somebody, in other words, who, generally speaking, waits well. Sure, it's hard for some of you to believe, but trust me, I am not the most patient guy on the planet. I don't like to wait for anything. But with the help of God, I'm working at getting better. So these tips on waiting well that I'm going to share with you this morning are tips that I also need to work at putting into practice in my own life in the future. They're not just for you, they're for me, they're for all of us. And they come to us courtesy of our Blessed Mother and the Twelve Apostles, and the others who were gathered with them in the upper room in Jerusalem during the time between Ascension Thursday and Pentecost Sunday. In this regard, today's first reading from the book of Acts, chapter 1, follows the first reading we heard a few days ago on Ascension Thursday. You did remember that we had a holy day this past week on Thursday, right? If not, I'll see you in confession sometime in the near future. Anyway, in that other reading a few days ago, just to refresh your memories, St. Luke says this, Jesus presented himself alive to his apostles by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during the course of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. 
For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Today's text picks up where Thursday's left off. It's the very next verse of this passage from the book of Acts chapter 1. And in part it reads as follows. After Jesus had been taken up to heaven, we heard these words a few moments ago, the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they entered the city, they went to the upper room where they were staying. All these devoted themselves with one accord to prayer, together with some women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In short, they went to that upper room in Jerusalem to wait, to wait on the Lord, to wait for this special gift that Jesus had promised he would send them sometime after his ascension into heaven. Now, they probably didn't fully understand what or who that gift was, but they did know that they were supposed to wait for it. And so they obeyed. Which brings us to the first tip on how to wait well. Obey. Obey God in your life. That's key. They may not seem to be related, but they are. If the apostles and Mary and the others who were gathered with them had not followed Jesus' instructions and stayed in Jerusalem after the ascension, they would not have been ready to receive the Holy Spirit when he finally did come. By the same token, if we are waiting for direction from God, for guidance from the Lord on an issue, for a special favor from the Lord in our lives, we need to be making every effort to be obedient. If we are not, please hear this, if we are living in disobedience, we probably won't hear the Lord when he speaks to us. Nor will we be open to whatever blessings he wants to give us. All of our waiting will be in vain. Something else we learned from this story, another tip on how to wait well. Pray. Hopefully that doesn't come as a surprise to anyone. But don't just pray by yourself. Don't just pray alone. Also get others to pray for you and even with you. When Mary and the apostles and the others were waiting in that upper room, it says, and here I quote, all these devoted themselves with one accord to prayer. Now, devoted is a pretty strong word. It signifies intensity. These people weren't just saying a couple of prayers here and there throughout the day. They were really praying. They were praying from their hearts. And might we presume that part of their daily prayer included Mass? Now, the text doesn't say that explicitly, but I think it's a reasonable presumption, especially given the fact that Jesus told the apostles just a few days earlier, in that same upper room, do this in memory of me. I'm sure they had Mass every day. A big concelebrated mass. They had 12 priests there, 12 bishops of the church. So if you are waiting for direction or for a special favor from God, you might try going to mass and praying for it. 
going to Mass during the week as well as on Sunday. Yes, we do have Mass here every day of the week. You might try it. It can't hurt. Notice, too, that when they were waiting, they surrounded themselves with believers, other believers, who gave them support and encouragement. That's also important to do if we want to wait well. Many of you know, most of you know, I am waiting right now in my life for either a cure or for a healing from Parkinson's disease. I can't tell you how much it means to get little cards, little emails, little words of support from faithful people in this parish, and I've gotten many in the last several months, and even from people outside the parish. It means a lot. For example, a couple of days after I was diagnosed, I sent an email up to my shoulder surgeon in Boston. I wanted to tell him the diagnosis because it answered some questions for him. He was puzzled as to the shoulder problem I was having, the ongoing problem. Believe it or not, many people who are diagnosed with Parkinson's disease start off complaining of a frozen shoulder. So there is sometimes a connection between the two. So I wrote him, and he wrote me back a beautiful email that in part read as follows. He said, Father Ray, this is a tough time to receive news of this diagnosis. But your faith and the many prayers that are being said in your name will make you well. I never erased, I never deleted that email. I go back to it every once in a while. See, words like those mean a lot. Words like those, when you're going through something tough, help you to trust. They help you to persevere in your waiting, which is the last tip I want to focus on today. Remember, there were nine days in between Ascension Thursday and Pentecost Sunday. That's a relatively long period of time to be sitting around in a large room waiting for a gift from heaven that you don't fully understand. And so I can imagine that at least some of those who were present in that room got a little impatient as time went on. They had this nervous expectation and nothing seemed to be happening. One day, two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, seven days, eight days. Maybe even Peter, Simon Peter, got a little impatient. He was known for doing that from time to time after all. So I can imagine Mary, our Blessed Mother, giving him words of encouragement. Peter, hang in there. Calm down. Don't worry. The gift will come. My son said it would. And my son always tells the truth. In fact, my son, Jesus, is the truth. When we are waiting for direction or for some favor from the Lord, and we wait a long time, it is hard to trust. It is hard to persevere. It's hard to trust that God is really in control of the situation. It's hard to trust that he will give us what we need, even if we don't get what we want. And it's really hard to trust that if he keeps us waiting for something indefinitely, 
It's because he wants to give us something better, like greater inner strength and holiness. There's a line from an old prayer group song that comes to mind based on a text from Isaiah 40, and Richie will play this song at communion time. He found the music to it, thank God. The line, the pertinent line is as follows. I delight in the Lord with all my mind, with all my heart and my soul. And as I wait upon the Lord, I grow stronger every day. As I wait upon the Lord, I grow stronger. There is always a blessing, my brothers and sisters, that comes from waiting well upon the Lord. Even if it's only the blessing, the very important and necessary blessing of growing stronger, stronger in our faith. And now to those of you who have been waiting, waiting patiently throughout this homily, the Lord says, Rejoice. <laughs> Be glad. Give thanks. Your prayers have been answered. Your waiting has come to an end. Father Ray is finally finished. <laughs> At least for today.